he is not here. He is risen, as he said. I love that. He said this, come see the place where the Lord lay. Not where he's laying, where he was. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. I'm so thankful that Jesus is alive. He rose again, proving that he is God. Hi, I'm Jim Scudder. I'm a pastor at the Quentin Road Baptist Church, Lake Zurich, Illinois, near Chicago. And you're listening to our radio ministry, In Grace. In today's program, we're gonna be talking more about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and how marvelous it is and, and how the women were the ones that were there first. And I love that. So let's get into the word of God. We're gonna be going through the four gospels. We'll be starting in Matthew 28, looking at the glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ. We're thankful that God has allowed us to have a voice in our nation. We're on 550 radio stations. We have a TV show on TBN, the largest Christian network in the world. It's on Wednesday nights. You can watch us anytime on YouTube as well if you search for In Grace. But we are really simple. Our philosophy is preach the word of God. We believe in in its entirety from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, Preach the gospel in, in clarity and simplicity as the scripture gives it to us and live for Jesus Christ and be excited about all of these things. So that's what we are. We're just Bible-believing people, and we just love to share the Word of God and also show you the places where these things happened and also to go to show off God's creation. It really pains me when I'm watching Discovery Channel or Smithsonian or one of these, and they're telling you all of these beautiful creatures came about by random chance and by accident, by evolution. And so we're countering all of that with our programming, with especially with our videos. And so we encourage you to check out our In Grace media. We have videos, we have audio, we have podcasts, uh, we have devotionals, all the things that we do. Uh, we also do travel. And so if you'd like to go on our Alaska creation cruise, we have a, a spot for you. And uh, we're going on Holland America. We're going to be going in July. No vaccine required. No no vaccine needed, no testing. It's kind of back the way it used to be. And so now is the time to see the beautiful state of Alaska with our creation speaker, Bruce Malone. Majesty Music will be with us. And my wife and I would love to meet you. So to find out more about our creation cruise and our next trip to Israel, go to ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com and click on travel. So the women were waiting No doubt they were mourning for those two days, waiting, wanting to get back to the tomb, not having the time to do it on Thursday night because it was in such haste, and they were going to anoint the body. So this was very, very early. And, uh, you know, before we invented alarm clocks, God had invented one. It was called the rooster. I love roosters until they make their sound as you're trying to sleep. But probably at that first, and and my guess is these women just weren't able to sleep. And we saw them at the cross. We saw them uh, involved in Jesus' ministry. Yeah, he had his 12 disciples, but there were some women that were part of this, and they were helping, and they were loving. So at the very first light, it's still dark, but there's just a few rays of dawn slowly painting the black sky. The women go to the tomb. 
Matthew 28, verse one, it tells us that there were two women, and it names Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. How would you like to be mentioned in scripture as the other Mary? So why would scripture do that? Because Mary was a extremely common name in Bible times. And it's a lovely name. Some of you are Mary here, and I think it's a great name. If your name's in the Bible, as long as it's not Jezebel, it's probably a great name, okay? So at the end of the Sabbath, it began to dawn, Matthew 28, 1, toward the first day of the week. So what day is that? That's Sunday. It's the first day of creation. God started creating the earth on Sunday. We usually think of Monday's the first day of the week, but that's because of the resurrection, right? So... They go, not looking for a resurrected Jesus. They weren't going to the tomb to see if he had risen. They were going to anoint a dead body. And of course, we know Mary Magdalene is the one that Jesus healed of demon possession. And she was so grateful. And then the other Mary, I think, was Mary, the mother of James the Younger and Joseph. She was also probably the Mary, the wife of Cleopas. And although Matthew only includes two women, um, Luke and other gospel writers tell us there were more than two. You say, well, was Matthew wrong? No, he just mentioned two of them. One mentioned one, but then others mentioned more. So who are the other women that were part of that, that mission to go anoint the body? Well, we're told that Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Chusa, by the way, was the household manager of King Herod Antipas. So pretty high up uh, person there, Joanna. Uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, of course, would be another one that was part of that contingent, as well as Salome, who was the mother of James and John. So these, at least these five, I think Luke says, and others, or maybe uh, one, of, one of the gospel writers says, and others. So we know that at least these five women went. And Mark tells us in Mark 16, Three, that they were worried about moving the door, the stone from the door of the sepulcher. How are they going to move this massive 4,000-pound, slightly uphill door, the rolling stone? It's going to be heavy. Well, you know what? Isn't it wonderful when you worry about something, but God is already taking care of that? For in Matthew 28, 2, it says, and behold, there was a great earthquake. Now, remember, there was an earthquake that was part of the death of Christ. Here's another earthquake that was part of the resurrection of Christ. And by the way, it was not the earthquake and the moving of the door. That's how Jesus got out. No, he resurrected. Uh, a stone isn't going to hold him. Remember when he appeared later in the upper room, he, the doors were locked and he appeared in the room. He walked through the wall. Could this be the way that our glorified bodies will be in heaven? Jesus ate fish, so I know for sure we can eat fish in heaven, amen? Any of you fishermen, fisherwomen? The best fish you've ever had is one that you just caught. And you know it's fresh. You know it's organic, if that even matters. Organic just means you're paying more money, by the way, just so you know. Anyways, if you want to do that, that's fine. But we're just, you know, it's like, if you eat organic, you're going to live another three months and you're going to, you know, spend a lot more money. I'd rather see Jesus. <laughs> so anyways, so there's this great earthquake. The angel of the Lord descends from heaven 
and rolls back the stone from the door and sat upon it. What an image that must have been. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. Now the women, I don't think, had arrived yet. I believe they're on their way. Where were they? Well, somewhere in Jerusalem. Jerusalem was a lot smaller than it is today. But somewhere in Jerusalem, it would have still taken them some time to get there. If the garden tomb is the place, Gordon's Calvary garden tomb, then it's right outside of the modern Damascus Gate, just to the north of the city. So however, I don't believe they were quite there yet, but this earthquake, surely they probably would have felt that. But who did see this were the guard, the Roman guard. It says that when they saw this angel, countenance like lightning, raiment white as snow, verse four, and for fear of him, the keepers, that's the guard, did shake. These are professional Roman soldiers and they are scared out of their mind. They're shaking and it's not because of the earthquake. They became as dead men. They're so scared. Have you ever gotten so scared that you're paralyzed? You know, have you ever scared someone and they just almost fall over? Uh, my wife is uh, very scarable. And I don't even try. I'll just walk into the room and if she doesn't notice me, um, she'll jump a mile. I don't even mean to do it. So have you ever got that scared that you're just paralyzed? Well, that's how they were. They were quaking like an earthquake. And we also would learn later that they would also then, once they became unparalyzed, they would run into the city to tell their tale to the Jewish authorities. Let's look at Matthew 28 and verse 11. Now, and by the way, while they're running away to tell the authorities, then the women would be arriving. So we'll come back to the women arriving. Let's look at the guard going to announce what had just happened. Matthew 28, 11. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city. So while they were going were the women. The watch comes into the city. And re remember, the, the tomb and the, the crucifixion would be right outside the city. So they're very close. And showed unto the chief priests and all the things that were done. Certainly they would be breathless. Certainly the chief priests probably were just waking up and still in a bit of a fog from sleep, could not believe what they were hearing. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers. Isn't this how the world often works? Bribes, backdoor handshakes, deals, lies, and unfortunately, it's part of our politics in our state. Verse 13, saying, Say ye his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. Again, absurd. Roman soldiers cannot sleep on duty. If they do, they will be executed. And how do you know who stole the body when you're sleeping? Absurd. And if this came to the governor's ears, which they're hoping it won't, of course it will, we will persuade him and secure you. In other words, they're going to pay him off as well. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported, according to Matthew, among the Jews until this day. Because if Jesus rose again, he is the Messiah. He is God. And they've just killed the promised one. I'm not blaming it on the Jewish people. I'm blaming it not on the Romans either. I'm blaming it on all of us because it is my fault that Jesus died. He died for my sin.
You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. How old is the earth? Did Noah's flood really happen? If you're wrestling with the answers to these questions, look no further than In Grace's exciting video series, A Walk Through Creation, where Jim Scudder walks through the amazing Creation Museum in Northern Kentucky with answers in Genesis founder, Ken Ham. Together, they discuss how modern science actually backs up truths found in scripture. This incredible series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to In Grace. And when your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, a tour of Noah's Ark with Bodie Hodge and Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. Don't miss out on this exclusive opportunity to gain a deeper understanding of the young earth creation perspective. To get this limited time offer, call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. So Matthew tells us that uh, if, you, if you read Matthew's account, you're going you're gonna to read about one angel speaking, but that there were two angels. And people say, well, there's a contradiction. No, Matthew is talking about the one, and Mark here is talking about the one that spoke. There could have been two, very easily. Luke gives more detail and tells about two angels. Look at, let's look at Luke 24, verse four. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed Certainly, the women were, were perplexed. Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, and I love this line. I love this line. Every Easter, I make sure I say this line. Why seek ye the living among the dead? You don't go to a cemetery to find a person that is alive, you go to a cemetery to remember someone that has died. Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. The most wonderful words in the world. And then the angel says, remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee? Remember how quickly we forget the things that we know are true, the things that we know that God has said? Remember and he reminds them, saying in verse 7, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day, what? Rise again. Jesus had told them this more than once. And the angel reminds them of this, and it says in verse 8, and they remembered his words. Sometimes when we're in a crisis, we just need someone to come and tell us what we already know. Don't ever be afraid to do that. Or when you're in a crisis, read the truth of Scripture. You might have read, read it a thousand times, but you know what? You've probably forgotten something that you need to read right then and there. Let's jump over to Matthew 28 and verse 5. And the angel said unto the women, fear not. So this is Matthew's version. For I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, as he said. <laughs> I love that. He said this, as he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. Not where he's laying, where he was. Oh, isn't God good? And, and some people think to, in order to be a Christian, in order to have faith, you just have to close your eyes and jump off a cliff. Not at all. The Bible says in Acts 1-3, there are many infallible proofs. What are those many infallible proofs according to Acts 1-3? 
the appearances of Jesus after the resurrection. Come see. This is where his body was. And then in other scriptures we're going to talk about next time, we're going to find out that there were actually the grave clothes still there and folded in a certain way. Verse seven, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. So the angel tells them that they're going to see Jesus, that the disciples are going to see Jesus, that they're going to be able to spend some time with him for sure in Galilee. In verse eight, they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy. Is it, have you ever wondered why you have tears when you're sad and you have tears when you're happy? Isn't that crazy? And when you're crying, when you're happy, people are worried about you. Are you okay? Yeah, the, and you have to say, yeah, these are tears of joy. They come to the tomb with tears of sorrow and sadness and, and just in the midst of all this craziness, an earthquake and an angel and the stone's gone and you look in and you hear these words, you, you suddenly are crying, but no longer is, is the duct pouring out tears of sorrow, but it's now turned to tears of joy. And that's what God can do for you. He can turn your nights into mornings. He can turn your mourning into joyful rejoicing. That's what God can do. Go tell the others. Go tell the others. And he departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, now this is really amazing, we're going to start to see Jesus appearing to people. And you're going to notice something. Jesus appeared to women first. Jesus met them saying, all hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. Then said Jesus unto them, be not afraid. Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee and there they see me. Have you ever wondered why did Jesus appear first to women? I'll tell you a very, very simple answer to that. The women went to the tomb. The men did not. Sometimes to get the blessing, you just need to go. They were the ones that went. They got the blessing. The more earnestly you seek the Lord, the more quickly you will find him. And by the way, a little side note, I believe it's advantageous that it wasn't the disciples that discovered the empty tomb. Why? Because that would have been more ammunition for those enemies of Christ. What's interesting, though, is that women's testimonies weren't considered as reliable as men. Isn't that awful? But that was the custom of the day. And I think Jesus is turning that on its head and saying, listen, it was to a woman that was announced that I was coming in the first place, Mary. And it was, it was the women that were there at the cross. And it was the women that were there watching my lifeless body be put into the tomb. So I'm going to appear to women first. And they came. And I love that. I love how Jesus makes everything right. He equalizes everything. Now, Matthew tells us about Jesus appearing to the women, but Mark is actually going to give us a little more detail. Okay? So again, some author under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit will kind of lump things together. Mark's going to break it down apart a little bit more. Mark 16, 9. 
Now, when Jesus was risen early, the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene. So Matthew makes it seem like they all, Jesus appeared to all of them at once, but he just says Jesus appeared to them. Now, Mark is giving us more detail in saying that Jesus appeared first to Mary, Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. Why was she the first one? Because she had been healed of such an awful, awful life. She was in, in so much in love with her Savior. And again, the more earnestly you seek after the Lord, the more quickly you will find him. And he appears to Mary first. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, what? Believed not. So Mary sees Jesus and has this moment. We're going to zoom in on that next week as John gives us a lot more detail of Mary Magdalene's moment with Christ. But she's the first to see Christ and then the other women would have been following her because she probably didn't go all the way into the sepulcher. She looked inside. She, she noticed the body was gone. She comes out. He appears to her. And then she goes and tells the disciples, and they don't believe her. And then it says, after that, he appeared in another form unto two. So we know that later Jesus would appear on the road to Emmaus to other disciples as they walked and went into the country. The bottom line here, friends, is this. There is an empty tomb, and there are the appearances of Christ. And if you are analytical, if you're logical, if you're a thinker, and if you have trouble with just saying, okay, I, I'm sure that this is all true, and I'm gonna put my trust in Jesus Christ, that, that's a big deal to do that. If, if you want proof, it's there. Okay, if you want proof, it's there. The Bible has prophecy fulfilled. The Bible is accurate archaeologically, accurate scientifically. But the big one is the empty tomb and the appearances of Jesus. He is alive. How do I know? Because I have met him. I've experienced him in my own life. And many of you have as well. And he's changed our lives. He's made our life full of meaning and purpose. We can now know for sure that we're on our way to heaven. And we can now know for sure how to Fulfill the purpose we were created for. It is life-changing. To me, that's the greatest proof of the resurrection of Christ is what he's done for me, and he can do that for you. Have you believed in him? Have you trusted in him? He's offering you a gift. It's called eternal life. Just receive it. How? By faith. Just believe that he died for your sins and rose again. And if you'll do, you'll be saved today and tomorrow and forever. And we would love to talk to you some more about eternal life, about salvation, about heaven and hell. Uh, you can call us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE. If it's after hours, leave a voicemail. We'll get back to you. Or you can go anytime to our website, ingraceradio.com, and there you can contact us. We also would love to share with you some great resources that will help you grow in Christ and in your understanding of creation, especially. Uh, Jesus is the creator. And so we did a tour of the Creation Museum in Northern Kentucky in the Cincinnati area with our friend Ken Ham and 
and he showed us the beautiful and amazing and continually updated Creation Museum. So we have a walkthrough creation, a two-part video series I'd like to send to you as my thank you for your gift to Ingrace. Your gift helps us reach more people, and you're also going to get this great creation resource, a walkthrough the Creation Museum with Ken Ham. Now, some of you can give a little bit more, and so if your gift can be $35 or more this month, I'm going to send you a four-part video series, a tour through Noah's Ark, and this is the Ark Encounter in Kentucky as well. The answer is in Genesis, an impressive Ark, full-size Ark, and we're given the tour with Ken Ham's son-in-law, Bodie Hodge, and that's a wonderful DVD or digital download that you can have. And then a third video we're going to send you as a thank you is Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. Don't forget to get the video series, A Walkthrough Creation with Ken Ham, for your gift of any amount. When your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, a tour of Noah's Ark and Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. Don't miss out on this exclusive opportunity. Call now, 800-78-GRACE. Go to our secure website, ingraceradio.com, or write to us at Ingrace P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois. 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.